I was shivering so much that I broke a tooth, but it's a good memory. The place was beautiful and I, I felt like a hero from the Middle Age. Hello and welcome to the Listening Party Revelations podcast. I'm Suze. And I'm Trudy. This is a podcast centred around the social media phenomenon that is Tim's Twitter Listening Party. Each episode we invite guests to share their experiences of attending or hosting listening parties. This episode we are joined by Lisa Lund, who is a singer, songwriter and multi-instrumentalist. Lisa had the honour of being the first French independent artist to host a Tim's Listening Party for her fantastic album Glass of Blood back in April 2021. Hello Lisa. Hi. Welcome to our podcast. Thank you, thanks for having me. Have you peeled any potatoes today? Of course I have. (laughs) (laughs) In case anyone wonders why I asked that, Lisa mentions it in her Twitter bio. (laughs) I'm not even kidding you, I was I was peeling potatoes one hour ago. Wow. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) What are you making with them? Actually, I was making sweet potato french fries. Oh, lovely. Mm. Very nice. Lunch at yours. (laughs) Glass of Blood was your first album in a decade. How does it feel to be back in the music scene? Actually, it feels strange, but great, because it came out in the midst of a pandemic. Yes. And it was coming back to the world you know in maybe 10 different ways that way wow. yeah but it felt great and uh, we'll probably talk about it later but I really realized my album was out into the world the night of the listening party wow. yes yeah. <laughs> yeah introduced your album to a brand new audience via the listening party yes but, uh, definitely yeah we we really enjoyed your listening party and loved all the photos and the stories that you shared about making the album how did it feel being banned from YouTube for appearing naked up a tree in the video for the song Janet. It made me so angry. Mm -hmm. The people I work with could tell you I took it to a whole another level. Oh, really made me angry and I tried every single way not to be blocked because of this one picture that was so natural and taken in the middle of the night in a tree. You could hardly see anything and it was a moment of a freedom you know being a woman in a tree under the moon it was really something sensitive and poetic and it made me angry when I see all the images of women being treated like animals for a man's pleasure and nothing never nothing is never forbidden to appear on YouTube but there this little cliche of me in the middle of the forest like an animal in a tree was too much for uh, people Oh, so it's really horrible. Horrible. <laughs> yeah. I was happy to share it for the listening party. It was my revenge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not very shy. I'm not one to want to show myself naked on the internet. Yes. So it made me do something that's totally counter nature wow. to prove a point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, no, it's a fantastic video. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> How did you get involved with Tim's Twitter listening parties? And have you attended any other parties before presenting your own? Well, actually, yes, because I was so very excited to hear the presentation of Paul McCartney's Paul McCartney 3. Oh, yes. Yeah. Waiting for that album and <laughs> trying to avoid any spoilers of yeah. any kind. I didn't want to hear one single note before no, I had no. the album in my hands. Yeah. 
And the party was hosted on my favorite day of the year, which is December 21st, because the furthest day to my birthday, which is December 20th, that I hate. Oh. So the 21st <laughs> is the furthest day to my birthday. Oh. And I was going to be alone at home listening to this album, finally. Yeah. It made me so happy. And oh. it was fantastic because yeah. when he tweeted about his writing process, yes, if you remember, he talked about the song Find My Way. Yeah. And he said he was in his car and he was humming over a beat that he, that he was hearing on the radio. Yeah, yeah. He heard a beat on the radio, started singing on top of it, and then wrote a part of the song that would then end up not being part of the final song. Wow. He scrapped it. Okay. And I could relate so much to this way of writing precisely. And of yeah. course, it made me feel so, so good to have so, a little thing in common with uh, Sir Paul McCartney's <laughs> writing. Uh, yeah, wow. You do that too sometimes. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. wavelengths, that's good. <laughs> so that, that was my first listening party. Wow. Okay. And I was really excited. And another link I have to the Twitter's listening party yeah. before even being part of it is uh, this English band, The Wave Pictures. Oh, yeah. They had a listening party for an album I'm actually a part of because I sing on oh. that. Oh, there you go. Wow. They discovered it uh, three days ago. Wow. So I hope they didn't talk any shit about me. But <laughs> <laughs> I'll, go, I'll go and have a replay about that. Yeah. yeah. How did you go about preparing for your listening party? I actually prepared like my most important school exam. Okay. I was really nervous. Yeah. I had been out of the world musically for over 10 years. Yeah, and yeah. we were just at the end of a pandemic. My album had been out only four days. So it was really the coming out to the world of that album. Yeah. yeah. And I listened to... I got the physical record, the vinyl, just a f maybe two days before for the first time preparing for the listening party and yeah. real time just preparing anecdotes and choosing the photos. And Oh, fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it was the, the first time you listened to it was in preparation for the listening party. That's amazing. Yeah. So the second time I listened to it was during the listening party because yeah. I had a very bad idea to do the listening party with the record on vinyl. When it, when it was time to get up and, and go. Yeah, it could be a bit stressful. <laughs> then I was late and started panicking. But... <laughs> Extra yeah. pressure when you have to do the tweets and turn the yeah. record. And... Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. a lot of fingers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We had no idea what to expect. Your name was on the list and we just sat there and tuned in and was really pleasantly surprised. Obviously, you loved it. <laughs> Yeah, no, another another new discovery for us, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you never know what to expect when you see the cover. And yeah, we loved it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, I'm glad. If you wanted to catch up with listening parties that have been gone, which artists replay would you go to first and why? Well, for very petty reasons, I would start with the wave pictures. Okay. Instant coffee, baby, because I really want to know what they said about that. <laughs> <laughs> No, I have very good memories of recording that album at yeah. the back of a ukulele shop in London. 
it wasn't very prepared we were on tour and they asked me oh do you want to sing on the record too and on that tour they were we were sharing the bill but also they were my backing band at the time okay and we recorded that in the moment so I'd like to dive back into that yeah and also uh there is a party I saw for all things being equal by Sonic Boom okay Yeah. yeah yeah Yeah. Whom I love, and this record to me is one of my five most favorite records of the last five years. Amazing, yeah, wow. It's so trippy, and I really want to read what he has to say about the making of it. Yeah. yeah. There's also Run the Jewels, you know. Uh, oh, the, yes, yeah. Run the Jewels 4. It's yeah. an album I bought also during the pandemic. Okay. The time when I bought millions of pounds of records. <laughs> <laughs> what else was there to do? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And of course, there's a Song Zohaya record. Song Zohaya is one of my favorite artists of all times. And I think his uh, melodic power and his writing is one of, to me, he's one of the most important musicians of my, my musical life. Yeah. Wow. A lot of others. But these ones are the ones that are more personal to me. Yeah, that's <laughs> understandable. Do you intend to go to any gigs of bands featured at the parties? Well, this is a tricky question because I actually have a, I'm a bit socially awkward, I guess you could say. Okay. And I like to go to shows, but in other countries, not, okay. not in, it makes me nervous to go to in Paris or if they're during the day or in a garden. Um. I'll go, but... Yeah, we, we haven't actually mentioned that we're speaking to Lisa in Paris. Yes, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been to a gig in Paris <laughs> yet. So if one of the artists is playing an outside show uh, during the day, I'll probably yeah. go otherwise uh, for my next travel to London or to Stockholm. One of these guys have a show. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Just, like just slip in at the back and watch from afar. <laughs> exactly. What's the furthest you've travelled to perform a gig? And have you had any gig disasters along the way? Well, the furthest, furthest I've traveled to perform a gig was actually in Brazil. Wow. Oh, wow. I was lucky enough to do a five-week solo tour there. Oh, that's oh. amazing. Wow. I traveled <laughs> the tour from north to south and played big venues, tiny venues, oh. and it was wonderful. Yeah. Oh, it sounds amazing. Yeah. The public was so attentive yeah. and... I played with, uh, when I was tired of playing solo, I just got up of, on the um, on the bar of a bar, you know, the actual yeah. the bar. Yeah. And I said, is there a drummer in the room? Is there wow. a drummer in the room? <laughs> These two guys showed up and they were great musicians and we yeah. played music together and recorded a few songs together in That's the studio. That's brilliant. Wow. Oh. Really yeah, here the attentive audiences over there. <laughs> And about the gig disaster, yeah. I had a few. Uh-oh. I can't. I, it was hard to choose, but I think that the one that gives me the most nightmares to this day. Sometimes yeah. I wake up and I'm like, no, it's done. It's over. <laughs> it's not tonight. I was opening for Beck. Wow. In Paris. Yeah. And I love Beck, but I'm not the only one who loves Beck. So the venue was packed. Yeah. There was a line, a waiting line till very far outside of the venue yeah and I was just gonna play you know a 20-25 minutes acoustic show just to warm up warm up the room yeah yeah and uh 
two minutes, not even before going on stage, I was already on the way from the backstage to the stage with my yeah. guitar. And the promoter comes and says, well, uh, we have a problem. Becky's not coming. <gasps> oh, no. <laughs> I oh, said, no. Oh, so the gig is canceled. He was like, no, you can't. I can't. You have to go on stage and announce it to the audience. Oh, no, that's like, awful. Said, yeah, do something. Play a whole set. Play a full set. You'll see. They're going to be happy to oh, you. Wow. I started the set and said, well, hi, my name is Lisa Leland. I'm supposed to open for Beck, but I'm sorry, he can't come. He didn't make his flight. Oh, no. <laughs> and I started singing, uh, so you I'm a loser, baby, so why don't you kill me? Excellent. People oh. hate me. They were, they were so angry oh, and no. the hid. So I was getting they were oh, really messenger, and I could feel my cheeks red like tomatoes. Oh, no. and disappear. And then I had nightmares for. Yeah. And I still have nightmares about it. Now I can't oh. hear that song ever again. No, it's awful. <laughs> I hear did, did he know you'd done that? Did a message oh. get back to him that you'd done that? I don't think so. Oh, shame. <laughs> oh, no. Very brave to go through that, though. <laughs> so, yeah. That was a good disaster. Yeah, yeah good disaster. That's a, a, a memorable disaster. Yeah. It was. What was the last album you bought and which is your preferred format to listen on? Well, my preferred format is a vinyl record, yeah. which is the only format I have. I don't have any other means of playing music in my house, okay. except yeah. my mouth and, and hands. And <laughs> the last album I bought was actually Turner Cody. He's from uh, New York City. Okay. He put out a, a record a few weeks ago called Friends in High Places, okay. where he plays with a backing band from Brussels. It's the first time, I don't know if it's the first or second time they do they do an album together, but they're called uh, The Soldiers of Love. So it's okay. Turner okay. Cody and The Soldiers of Love, Friends yeah. in High Places. And the writing of this, I've always loved Turner Cody writing it's brilliant the the word the phrasing and the i think this uh this backing band from belgium is really really putting to light his uh his qualities it's a perfect match for me uh-huh. it really brings the best out of his music and i've been listening yeah. to it a lot since i bought it yeah so that okay, sounds good yeah have to good. look him up <laughs> yeah definitely what's the most surprising fact or revelation you've shared in your listening party well, you opened the, the interview <laughs> with my nude uh, picture. So <laughs> I guess probably the fact that when I wrote the opening song of that album, I hadn't played or listened to music for over five years. Yeah. Not even wow. sang under my shower, in my shower, sorry. Wow. Not even listened to one record. The only source of noise that I would have would be listening to white noise. Oh, uh, goodness. You know, I would make recordings of uh, the rain or my uh, my vacuum cleaner or uh, <laughs> or uh, the wind in on the beach. And that's yeah. the only yeah. sounds I would listen to. But I hadn't been listening to music or singing or writing or composing or nothing for over five years. Wow, that is wow. amazing. And then I wrote that song, Janet, the first yeah. one on the record yeah. in one um, just... The time it takes to sing it is the time it took for me to write. And That's incredible. 
that's amazing isn't it <laughs> inspiration from somewhere <laughs> yeah. it's literally an opening song yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah that is a surprise there's also a, a fantastic photo of you under ice cold water yeah it's yeah. brilliant as well so it was really cold it I was he was filming the video for that song janet and yeah. i was really in ice cold water which is when i mentioned it at the listening party that i broke my tooth because my oh yes i was shivering so much that i broke a tooth but it's a good memory i really had <laughs> the place was beautiful and i i mm. felt like a hero from the middle age that's that's just <laughs> fantastic you really get get involved in throw yourself into different situations different suffering <laughs> for your art <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Have you listened to any new artists or bands that have featured in the listening parties? I have to admit, I haven't. Okay. That's one of my, of my downfalls is, you know, when you listen to records, vinyl records, you have a tendency to listen to only the ones you know. Yeah. Uh, and I, I found there's not enough even time in the, in the day. So rarely yeah. I will hear one song maybe in a movie or a friend is going to play it for me and then I'm going to go by the record but as I'm not listening to music on any, in any other format I don't have time to attend all the listening parties so I just yeah. usually when I know the record and I know I like it I'm gonna focus on doing it but, yeah yeah fair yeah. enough what's the main thing you've taken from hosting your listening party well as I was mentioning before it was the it was only four days after my record came out plus in the middle of a lockdown so the listening party was really when I realized mm. my songs were out into the world you know I didn't know when I wrote the first song for that record all I wanted was to write one new song in my life and for it to be heard by one person I don't know. And all of a sudden I was, I could feel all the people listening to the record at the same yeah. time. Yeah, great. It moved me so much. And I could, as I was reading the comments, I was like, no, but they're listening and they're liking it. Yeah. I was so surprised and so moved. It, it was really something super emotional. Yeah. Like in, a, in an American movie, you know. Wow. <laughs> I was so moved. Yes. Uh, I remember when the party ended with the adrenaline, my hands were shaking and I, I looked at my editor, who is the one that really made all this possible, Andy Gardner. Yes. And I told him, oh my God, it's out and people are <laughs> they're even liking it. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, shut up. Of course they're liking it. But yeah. I, was, <laughs> I was just so happy. Good. Yeah, that's lovely. And it was really my first, to me, the record was out at that very moment. Yeah. Plus I have to, of course, I realized that the people attending the team's listening parties are music aficionados that like indie music. And when I see the choice of a listening party, I like 99% of the yeah, of the yeah, yeah. so it's my record being listened to by people that like the same music as I like so it's even better <laughs> yeah who would your dream listening party guest be well actually uh, it's not possible but it would be the Shangri-Las wow oh, yeah great choice because their music is really paramount in my writing. Okay. I used to listen to the Shangri-Las when I was, even before I was a teenage girl, since I was a, a kid. Yeah. And I was fascinated. And they're the ones that made me want to be a cool girl musician. Excellent. Even <laughs> if they didn't do the, the writing, but yeah. just the attitude and the, the singing and the, and the the producing of the songs, the yeah. writing of the songs yeah. 
fascinated me and I would like the stories behind the girls groups albums yeah. and okay. the writing is always fascinating and I could yeah. very well dive into the story of one of their records the the making yeah. of <laughs> Please sum up the Tim's Twitter listening party in three words. It's difficult. I tried, <laughs> but for me to use only three words, can I add one? Yes, go on. Go yeah. on then. Out in the world, because it's really yeah. what it means to me. Yeah. Yes. In the light of everything I told you, I'm not a good uh, advertiser. It wouldn't make a very good slogan, but it's what I felt. I knew yeah, it no, it's great to hear that from your point of view. <laughs> Finally, we ask each of our guests for a track featured in the listening party for our Spotify playlist. Can you please tell us your choice? If I may choose one of my songs. <laughs> yeah. Of course. <laughs> Muscle Memory of Missing You. Okay. From my album Glass of Blood. Okay, yeah. <laughs> to finish with, I'll remind everyone of a tweet from your listening party that we really loved. Before composing this album, I had one wish, prayer, goal to write one more song and for it to be published and heard by one person I don't know. So here we are, and my wish is more than exceedingly granted. We loved reading that. Yeah, that's a lo really lovely tweet. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Any more music coming out? Yes, actually, I'm going to go back to the studio in December. Okay, that's good. Uh, to record a new EP. Okay. Because my label knows that I'm impatient and I can't wait for the album so they were like okay well, let's put out an ep in the yeah, meantime. Right. Yeah. that should be out at the beginning of 2022 okay that's good four songs five songs i don't know wow brilliant <laughs> we will get to see you live one day oh i hope so when you're in the uk oh it's my favorite place to play actually that's good <laughs> i'll let you know if i go there but i really want to <laughs> yeah thank you so much lisa leland for joining us on the podcast this week and thank you for listening we are listening party revelations podcast Please subscribe and follow our Twitter account at LPR Pod. Bye. Bye. Au revoir. <laughs> Au revoir. Merci. Thanks for having me. It was lovely. <laughs>